Hello, welcome back to Recover to Flourish, the podcast that aims to debunk all things eating disorder recovery and bring a bit of light to your eating disorder recovery journey. I'm your host, Keandra. I'm an eating disorder recovery coach and I'm a survivor of an eating disorder. And in this podcast, I want to bring some joy, some hope, some understanding to the struggles that you're going through. And hopefully you can listen to this episode and feel heard and validated and and go away with some tips that you can use within your own recovery journey. I just want to thank you for all of the lovely reviews and the lovely listeners that have got in touch over the last couple of weeks. I love hearing from you. So if you do have a question or want to reach out, please do via my email or via social media. In the show description, you will be able to um, find the details of how to contact me. But in today's episode, I'm going to dive straight in and I'm actually going to be talking about body checking why it's harmful, why you do it, and actually how you stop. First things first, what actually is body checking? Now, we all see our body every day in the mirror, in shop windows, in even like your mind's eye. And to some degree, it's very normal to look in the mirror when you're getting ready for your day or, you know, for example, to see if you've got like a bruise or you've got a bite or you know, just for general things. We all have bodies that we must view to some degree. But especially if you have an eating disorder or body dysmorphia, you can find yourself checking these things much, much more often. And at a certain point, it does become unhealthy. It's a form of obsessing over the look and feel of your body. And you know, body checking is is a form of that and it's very extreme or it can be in some cases. Body checking and mirror checking though aren't exclusive to eating disorders. You know, we do live in an image-obsessed society whereby we are kind of promoted to obsess over our appearance and it's really, really damaging to your self-esteem. However, it is entirely possible to stop and, you know, I'm going to explain bit later of actually how you do that. But to define body checking and mirror checking, it involves like obsessive thoughts and behaviors about your appearance. You know, I know in my own eating disorder recovery journey, I was glued to the mirror, even though it made me even more anxious. It's like I had a compulsion to look just in case. Uh, And, you know, it's a common habit for those with body dysmorphia as you have such an obsession over imagined flaws or defects in your body or potentially your weight or a certain type of your body that, you know, you hyperfixate over or look at. And to some degree, it's a way to cope about the anxiety you have with your body. Because I know from my own experience, you know, and other people with body dysmorphia or eating disorders or even OCD, you know, you constantly check, you know, touch, grab, look at, compare, you know, the parts of your body that you are worried about. And it's just to make sure that the imagined problem doesn't become more prominent. People like myself in the past also check to see if, you know, unhealthy habits used to change, like these imagined flaws appear to be making an impact. So for example, is restricting making, you know, a part of your body look smaller and therefore you're just checking to see if your efforts are going to use. Now, it's not saying that's a good thing, but that might be why you do it. 
body checking can kind of be categorized into two different kind of categories, maybe more, but body checking first and foremost can be done by feeling parts of your body. You know, when people obsess over their body, you might constantly monitor to make sure it hasn't changed or if it's minimized, for instance, like you constantly feel or measure, you know, the shape of a certain body part or how you look when walking or sitting or standing and become hyper aware of how your body actually fits in clothing. And this is why the weight restoration part of eating disorders, if that's applicable, can be really, really hard because obviously you're hyper aware of your body changing. And especially because recent social media kind of trends have definitely centered around monitoring, you know, the circumference of certain body types body parts with a measuring tape or scales etc and yeah we might think that this is often kind of targeted towards women but men also have the same problem especially when it's called like bigorexia or body dysmorphia concerning muscle mass because men are expected to be muscular and muscle especially in males is often equated with fitness level which is definitely hugely valued in society and the guy or whoever is struggling with that even women the bodybuilding category of people but also people who are aware that into fitness in the gym and weightlifting may body check by constantly feeling their muscles or measuring them with a tape measure or noticing when they look when walking or running you know I don't want to stress that it's not exclusively males and can you know, pertain to anyone engaged in fitness, bodybuilding, or other forms of exercise. So that's kind of body checking by feeling. It can include, you know, but not limited to frequent weighing, measuring body parts, feeling for fat, muscle, or bone, pinching, squeezing, repeatedly evaluating, you know, how your clothes fits in clothing, comparing the body to other people's, and constantly needing reassurance from others about your size. So again, there's, I'm sure there's others that, that I've missed off, but that's kind of the ones that come to mind. And the second kind of category of body checking is body checking by obsessing over reflections, so mirror checking. It's a compulsive examination of your reflection to monitor your body. Your reflection is literally everywhere. There's so many ways to mirror check. I know at my worst, there was like a mirrored microwave in my kitchen I would repeatedly check in that it becomes so easy to obsess about how you look when you're walking as shop windows are there you know and how you look in comparison to everyone else walking around you the thing is the mind skews a lot of what you see and that's something to be very aware of and mirror checking can look like staring in the mirror for a long period of time to assess like physical features comparing current pictures with you know pictures from yourself from the past frequently maybe often daily taking pictures to monitor changes in appearance stuff like progress pictures maybe if you're into fitness and really doing that very regularly and comparing yourself to others on social media now that is a different conversation because social media is so skewed but you know it is so harmful But you might be thinking, like, why is all of that so harmful? I think, first and foremost, body checking is a result of imagined flaws about your body because they're not real to some degree. 
you know, and it's easy to kind of escalate these thoughts in your mind, you know, and imagine these flaws becoming bigger and bigger and bigger over time. And it's easy for body image to become distorted and vastly different from what you actually look like. And the best outcome of body checking is the perceived problem hasn't changed. But often, and I know this was for me in the past, the problem became even worse, which caused even more anxiety and obsession and guilt. And then the behaviors got worse. And it was just a revolving cycle. And, you know, this is another thing that maybe I experienced and could relate to, but, you know, a common contributing factor to an eating disorder, and not always, is perfectionism. And I know for me, I'm a perfectionist in many areas of my life. And perfectionists often are hyper-focused on the body and how to achieve the perfect body. Again, social media doesn't make this easier. And therefore, you try and achieve it in terms of weight, shape, size, you know, muscle mass, body fat, etc. And in the mind of a perfectionist, there's no room for flaws. So it's like you need to be perfect. And I suppose in an order to control or change the body, perfectionists and people with body dysmorphia in general turn towards like these unhealthy habits like restriction, excessive exercise. And I don't know if you're having a body checking session, as you could call it, if these efforts don't seem to work, then the guilt and anxiety builds up and it further fuels you to engage in these behaviours. And therefore, you know, it could, either you've got an eating disorder or it could, you know, contribute and fuel a really raging full-blown eating disorder. And it just, it's just not nice. You know, you've got to think, how much time do you waste looking in the mirror? You know, what actually are you getting from it? what is the main goal in life? And I think that that was something that switched for me. It's like, am I here on this earth to look a certain way? What would happen if my perceived flaw wasn't perfect? Would I be any less of a person? And I'm not saying that fixed my body checking and, you know, in a second, I'm just going to go through how I actually, you know, helped reduce that in myself and hopefully it will help you. But, you know, it really did not serve me and it doesn't serve you. And I promise you that body checking does not have any real goal other than to make you feel worse and potentially worse in behaviors. So how do you actually stop body checking? A really, really common form of body obsession is about weight and compulsively stepping on the scale. And that's one that I've not mentioned so much. And it's not easy to stop weighing yourself. But what I normally recommend to clients within coaching sessions is to throw out your scale and do blind weighing if it's needed um, and not having any awareness of your weight. But it's not entirely possible to completely avoid your body reflection. And in fact, body avoidance is actually another harmful behavior when it comes to body image. And it's about finding kind of that middle ground. And that's what normally I get people to get to at that point with, with weighing is actually becoming okay and accepting of your weight. But I'm going to say something, you know, that it's been a game changer for a lot of people as removing the scale entirely is in fact in early recovery you might find it easier to 
hang fabric over your mirror or cover it or even take the mirrors out of your room altogether. You know, if you don't feel like you're able to remove those compulsions at this moment in time, it's actually removed, then reintroduced slowly. However, it is possible to reduce and eventually eliminate the complete preoccupation with weight and shape without doing those things. And this is how you do it. So if you don't feel like you need to completely go cold turkey, I'm going to take you through some steps of how to actually start body checking. So number one, begin to notice how much you actually engage in body checking. I know for me, it's like kind of like it became a very much like underlying normal behavior. And a lot of times when you're body checking, you don't even realize you're doing it. For instance, idly feeling parts of your body while sitting or staring at a reflection while you're working, it just becomes so ingrained that you don't even notice anymore. So what I would do is either consider carrying a journal or just noting in your phone how many times a day you find yourself body or mirror checking and how long do you spend engaging in those behaviors. So, you know, notice actually how much of your time, how much of your day is spent doing these, you know, behaviors and this preoccupation with your body. And once you're aware of it, start asking yourself, what am I going to get out of it? How do I feel after body checking? How does this impact my behavior? And actually, are these thoughts benefiting me in any way, shape, or form? Now, a lot of this will be real awareness drivers. And the first step towards change is about understanding and awareness. So that's why I put it at the start. And number two, I would always try and seek help from a therapist or a coach like myself to start reducing these behaviors. So, you know, I'm going to put myself in in the coach hat for now. You know, a coach can actually help you reflect on the root cause of your your body checking, whether it's low self-esteem or body dysmorphia or an eating disorder or, you know, the needing to be perfect. You know, a coach can also help you plan out how to physically reduce and eventually stop body and mirror checking. You know, it's really important to note that if you compulsively engage in these behaviors, it's not likely that you'll just be able to stop cold turkey. And like treatment for any other disorder, it will take time to heal the relationship between your mind and body. So to stop body checking, you and your coach, whether or therapist, whether that be me or somebody else, may first determine two or three areas you would find most helpful to target. Now, then you will like decide what to actually work on by reducing the amount you're doing it. For example, if you body check 12 times a day, on average, you'll work to reduce it to six times by your next session. Then limiting is another thing you can do. So for example, only looking in the mirror when preparing for work or school or, you know, anything else and in the evening before going to bed. So times when it's natural to be in the bathroom. So kind of cutting out that middle ground within the day. Then you could work on postponing. Um, So for example, not body checking until you get home from work or school or working down from there. And finally, eliminating, you know, such as donating clothes that no longer fit you. You know, that's a form of body checking or deleting old photos to stop you comparing yourself. Even social media, looking at who you're actually following. You know, start with the easier goals. And that's why I always think goals and small mini smart goals are really, really useful because it can help you make changes gradually and focus on different areas as times go on. 
And again, you probably won't stop all body checking behaviors overnight, but you'll see over time they will decrease. And finally, number three, the last step that I would recommend is actually a lot of what I work on with clients in general to just get over their eating disorder, but it's actually developing coping skills to use when the urge to body check comes up. So it's kind of what I call urge surfing, which is riding the wave of that discomfort, those horrible feelings, that urge to do something. Because reducing and eliminating body checking is so hard. You you should have some strategies to cope with these urges because otherwise it's going to be really, really tough to do so. So here are some things that I would suggest doing when, you know, the, the urge to body check is hard. So you can use distractions such as watching TV, doing crafts, calling a friend, if you're at work, you know, doing a task that you like, or even going, you know, and and getting some fresh air, doing something like four things you can see, the five, four, three, two, one method, I even forgot it then myself. So five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can smell, two things you can touch, and one thing you can taste. I don't even know if I get the, the order of that correct, but it's a good DBT technique you can use to distract yourself, especially if you're outside. Or you can use mantras to repeat when you feel the urge to body check. Something like, I am more than my body, or I am more than my appearance, or this is not going to serve me. Or you could write down a positive affirmation or mantra on a post-it note and put them on your mirror. Put things that remind yourself of happiness, pictures, you know, mood boards, vision boards, etc. And you use breathing skills in times of high anxiety and stress. So box breathing, um, breathing in for four, holding for four, breathing out for four, breathing in for four and carrying on for a while until the urge stops. You need to also just be aware that it's going to be hard, but it's being kind to yourself and recognizing and celebrating your progress. You know, these small steps are recovery wins and it's so possible to stop body checking. And I do find when people start to develop a better relationship with themselves, that body checking normally starts to diminish anyway, because you've got a higher sense of esteem and your appearance is less important. But it's really important to focus on this because it's not going to happen automatically. So, I hope some of these tips, you know, and this the kind of small episode was was useful for you. And if you've got anything that you've done yourself that I've not mentioned, I love to I'd love to hear from you because I always am here to learn and hear what actually works for other people. But that's how I would start, you know, the process of of stopping body checking because it's not serving you. It's making you feel worse and you are so much more than your appearance. It's just believing that. I hope this really does sit with you and you manage to kind of implement some of the things that I suggested. And if you do need any other support, I'm actually opening up a kind of community. It's going to be called the Flourish Club and I'm going to leave details of it down below. You can sign up to the waitlist. It will be a month or two until it is launched live. It's going to be a community membership that you pay once a month with group coaching Um, monthly journaling prompts, a community of like-minded people on their recovery journeys. And it's going to be a really affordable solution to your recovery journey where you can connect with others and supplement anything that you're already doing. I'm so excited to launch it um, and hear how you're all getting on 
because I think it's going to be a super, super exciting experience where we can all share our wins and I can support you as your coach along the way with other guests that are lined up this year and into next year. But for now, thank you so much for listening. It's actually my birthday next week. Um, It will probably be this week when you listen to it. I'm getting old, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to France with my partner and I'm very excited for wine, cheese, bread and croissants and sunshine. So if there isn't an episode the following week, you know why it's because it's been my birthday. However, I am going to try my absolute hardest to get one out because Consistency Queen is coming through. But if I don't, you will have an episode a week after next. But for now, I'm going to say goodbye. Wish me a happy birthday. I was born on the 13th of September. Um, I was born on a Friday the 13th, actually, um, which is unlucky for some. <laughs> Maybe not for me. But for now, thank you again. And we will speak soon. Good luck on your recovery journey.